Hello, welcome back to episode, oh my gosh, what episode are we on? Episode 9 of It's Not That Weird. You're single. Yeah. Why is that? You're adorable. (laughs) You're entertaining for sure. You can also be a bitch. (laughs) I was actually really hoping to make Jay cry. Tell Uh, me about your dead father. (laughs) Oh, this is all I could have ever dreamed of. And I'm not judging. It's gross. It's weird. They didn't traumatize you? You don't talk about that? They definitely did. (laughs) (gasps) You can't ask me that. (laughs) It's not that weird. I'm going to be... 100% 100% transparent here and uh, tell you that I actually had a certain interview lined up, done, ready, in the bag, um, and then something went really wrong with it. Technically, I lost the interview that I had uh, all prepared for this week, and in an absolute rush, I was able to get somebody uh, within like 48 hours into the studio so that I could record the interview, edit it in time, and for it to come out as it usually does, uh, according to schedule. I'm not going to get into everything right now, but um, this whole Mercury retrograde, Gatorade, Capri Sun happening here, I am going through it. <laughs> I'm trying not to make a lot of excuses, but it's like thing after thing after thing is just going wrong. And uh, for some reason, all I can do is sit back and laugh. So I guess that's that's good. I'm still feeling really positive, And I am so incredibly proud of this episode because... The person who I interviewed, I have wanted to interview for a while. Uh, She was kind of like on the fence about it. And then I, I guess I convinced her in my time of need, but she's wonderful. She actually, and you'll, you'll hear the exact story, but she is actually partially responsible for this podcast even coming to fruition, coming into fruition, coming in fruition. Um, I was, you know, kind of kicking it around for a while and she really gave me the push I need. You're going to hear exactly how sweet and wonderful she is. I know her from my time um, in school and also, you know, after that. But without further ado, I am very excited and proud to present this week's guest. Uh, Last minute guest, but still incredible guest. She does PR. She does social media marketing. She calls herself the ultimate hype girl. Please welcome Chelsea Victoria. You swear me up, off, off of the ground Talk me down, gave me security Where is it now? Just like children fighting on the playground Pick me up, that But it's nowhere to be found Told me you love me Thought you would need more start this and say that you have saved my ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be fully transparent and say that, uh, yeah, I had a real big technical issue and um, you swooped <laughs> in at literally the last minute to help me and show up. And you know what? We've talked about you coming on the podcast like so many times for literally years before the podcast was even the <laughs> podcast. And this girl, y'all, she very much <laughs> listened to me bitch and rant and like figure out the little details of this podcast and stress over stuff <laughs> via snapchat we, we had a lot of business meetings via snapchat yes. but the reason and i fully i tell everybody this the reason that i got off my ass and really got this started was because of you because you reminded me you're like well, didn't you want to start a podcast and i was like i absolutely did and then i got off my ass and started the podcast and i tell everybody that it's because of a conversation i had with you Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> but I mean, it's true, though. It's exactly what happened. It was like, yeah, didn't you want to start a podcast? And I said, yeah, I I very much did. But I wanted to call it Dumb Bitch Philosophy. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. With your yes. friend. And I was like, where, where is it? So <laughs> here we are now. So um, I guess we'll also start by saying that we met um, because... I took the public relations program at St. Clair, and your sister was in journalism at the yes. same time, and she had asked me if I would talk to you about the program I was taking because you were thinking of taking it. Yes. Yes, that's yeah. how it happened. So 
before you took public relations and we really got to know each other, um, you had taken like multiple other programs, right? Um, well, not exactly. So what happened was I took a year off after high school because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Which I think everybody should do. Um, oh, go my ahead. God. I fully this is a whole other episode podcast we can talk about, <laughs> but I fully believe you shouldn't go to college until you're ready because that's so much money it's so it's such a stupid no process. I 100% am with you and no we will talk about that I'm, after because <laughs> I, I have feelings about this too. Uh, so. I have so many opinions <laughs> <laughs> yeah I so I took a year off and I was like I didn't know what I wanted to do um I wanted to be in the entertainment industry and you know with that it's not what you know it's who you know and I didn't know anyone yeah so it was like giving it a goog I was trying to figure <laughs> out <laughs> Giving it a goog. Giving it a goog. Giving it a goog. And I was like, how do I like get into this? And they said, you can take advertising and marketing. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'll do that. And um, it was not for me. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, I was 18, 19. I so anxious, Mm -hmm. had trouble making friends. Sure. The teachers scared me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. I just, it was not the time for me to be in college. So I did a semester and like, two weeks I think I literally dropped out like a week after the day you're allowed to drop out and get sure a, yeah get a refund. So whatever it's great. called yeah um so then I worked full-time I worked in a in a call center <laughs> oh yeah yeah right okay and then I was gonna go to Durham College mm-hmm. up in Oshawa for music business management mm. that was a traumatic time for me. <laughs> that's really where it all went downhill like <laughs> I'm laughing, but it was a very bad time. So basically, long story short, I was paying over $1,000 in dorm fees. Like, I got accepted and everything. Oh, my God. And, like, a week or something, keep in mind, a week before I'm supposed to, like, pack up and move there, Mm -hmm. I try to log in and, like, pick an elective, and I can't see my schedule. So I call, and I'm like, hey, like, I'm having issues. And they're like, oh, you've been waitlisted. What? After you already started paying fees? Yes. That's messed up. Right? I was like, what do you you mean? I've Mm -hmm. been waitlisted. And they're like, oh, you didn't pay your $500 to hold your spot. Oh. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> because oh we God. were getting emails like every other day from residents being like, pay your dorm fees, pay your dorm fees. So I did mm-hmm. over $1,000 in dorm fees, but because I didn't pay the $500. It's like, I'm on OSAP. I don't have $500. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. And then hung up the phone and just cried. Oh. So it uh, wasn't a good time, clearly. Yeah. No, I, you know how people are always like, oh, I had a mental breakdown. Like that was a legitimate mental breakdown for me yeah um it just broke everything for me because I didn't want to go back working in a call center well how shitty is it to like be ready to start your life and like I know you're an anxious person too so like to finally work up the nerve get yourself you know enrolled and and you're starting to pay you got OSAP going and stuff like that and then to have just be told over the phone like no that's messed up yeah I was really bad it triggered Uh, like a whole thing I was like if I wasn't sleeping I was crying if I wasn't crying I was sleeping I got so anxious and depressed but oh that's a that's another episode (laughs) okay so how did you end up in in PR then in PR well um actually when I messaged you I was in Ottawa um (laughs) I was with my friend so my friend Ashley she invited me along for a road trip to Ottawa for We Day Canada 150 on the drive up, uh, she was telling me she did communications at Western. Okay. And she interned at Sony Music. Oh, my God. She's done the We Day thing, uh, multiple of them. She's done the Junos. Mm-hmm. So she was telling me all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, that's I wish I could do that or whatever. And yeah. so that was like the summer. And in the September, I was going into human resources. We're literally sitting at the media registration check-in table. And she's like, no, like you should you need something more creative. But in mm. my mind, I was like, no, like because I have an anxiety disorder. I was like, no, like in an office, paperwork like that's something that's consistent. Safe. The that's same. safe for yeah. me. Right. And she's like, no, like you're going to hate it. You need something creative like just try it. The worst thing is you don't like it. And I was like, okay. So I messaged um, my sister because PR was at the Mediaplex and that's where she was. Like yeah, said. so was I, yeah. And she had actually got me in contact with somebody else from your class <gasps> first. Who? Um, who was it? If you don't remember, that's good. I'm I just kidding. <laughs> Then they were memorable. I can picture him so clearly. Oh, it's a him? It's a him. Huh. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Wait. Um, Was it George? Was it Nick? What was the kid? Oh, my God. Okay, so... And in, okay, so now that we know who it is, so we've had our giggle. So he, uh, yeah, very enthusiastic guy. Um, an interesting was he? guy. Uh, 
no, like, no, because I, I don't know. I was like, hey, what? Can you tell me the pro- the program? And yeah. his response was basically like, yeah, it's good. He's very cynical. And I was like, from what I remember, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so I messaged Alicia again, and I was like, mm, bestie, like you gotta, you, you gotta give up me with something else. else. So she's like, hang on, like I, I kind of know the president of the PR <laughs> club, and I was like, that sounds like a good opinion to get. It sounds like somebody <laughs> trustworthy. Oh somebody, my god, somebody who knows what's happening. Yeah, I don't so, know if yeah. I ever said this actually, but yeah, I was president of my program's yes. club or whatever <laughs> for a year. It's only a two-year program, and it was like one of the best times of my life. But anyway, until <laughs> it was ripped from me, but. We'll <laughs> Should we talk about that next? We'll talk about him. Don't in the, the next episode. <laughs> okay, this is too many giggles and we're not even at the good part yet. Oh okay, God. okay, oh. so yeah, you got contact with me about the PR program. I know first year, and I do, like, I loved the program. I really did like mm-hmm. it. It was great for me, uh, the public relations program. Yeah, no, I was having a great time, especially in first year. I was all enthusiastic. I was Again, I was president of the friggin' <laughs> PR club, and uh, we were doing good things. So, yeah, I definitely had... Yeah, the dream. <laughs> the dream. As much as college that can be a dream, it was it was dreamy. Okay, <laughs> I don't know, but it was amazing. I loved it. I really loved PR Club. We we made it good. Yeah, I no, made it, it good. It what was am I yeah. talking about. I made it you good. Were, you did that. I worked my ass off for that. For I, free. I didn't get to experience it with you, but it's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah. So then you gave me just like a really good review about it, and I mm-hmm. asked you. I was like, "Listen, like I have anxiety. Like I'm really nervous." And you're like, "The teachers are really great." Mm-hmm. And and so I did it. So I called up St. Clair when I got back from Ottawa, and I was like. Hey, um, I've been accepted into the HR program, but I would like to switch into the PR program. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you don't mind the like acronym switch, but I applied for the wrong thing. That's what right? you should have said. Like, uh, got the letters mixed up. <laughs> my so bad. HR, PR. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> so, oh yeah. my god! So that's how how you ended up in yeah the same program as I. So yeah, second year, I stopped being PR club president <laughs> because I was voted out. <laughs> I voted for you. I know you voted for me, and that's all I care about, you and, like, two other people. But, oh, my God, it was such a – it was one of the most interesting times in my life because they're the my running mate. <laughs> I can't even call him that because it was so – it was such a weird situation, and honestly, I almost forgot about it. But – I had done really good with the PR club in the first year. It was essentially nothing. Like, like we weren't really doing all that much. We would mm-hmm. do maybe a fundraiser a year is what I heard, but it was kind of non-existent. So when I got – when I took over or whatever, we made it into a big thing where we worked on, like, multiple different projects, and we had, like, real experiences happening. We were planning trips. We were doing all kinds of stuff, and it was really amazing. And then second year <laughs> – it was, I don't want to say taken away from me because, again, at the time, it was it was a blessing because it allowed me to do so much more with my time because uh, it really took up a lot of time. But the person who took over after me had kind of, like, orchestrated what felt like a heist. Like, like <laughs> he was, like, uh, what do you call that? Like, campaigning to people in the hallways and he, stuff. He and really I was. was. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, let's keep in mind, this guy was, like, like twice my age. <laughs> like, but and you know what? I do respect the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. If you're going to come back to school, come back hard. You know what? Good point. You I'll give it to him. You have the full experience. A hundred percent. And no matter what your age. Like, because you shouldn't go to college right out of high school. Exactly. <laughs> Wait till you're 40, whatever. I don't care. But, like, man, it was just such a weird time where I was, like, I'm being bamboozled right now. <laughs> I didn't even, and I, at first I was like, kind of heard about it, but then I was like, you know what? No, it's fine. I did what yeah. I did. I made the most out of my time. It, it was so funny how important it was to me for so long. And then it was like such a big cause of stress. And then somebody else took it over and then everybody was stressed out with him. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know and what then, to tell you guys. <laughs> and really, I, re- it was I remember whatever. when we were doing the, the voting or whatever, there was a period <laughs> Well, we were doing speeches. <laughs> oh, my God, right. We had to give speeches. Well, because he had prepared, like, a whole thing. And so okay. I was like, yeah. He guys. had, like, an anecdote. Like, oh, my he had, gosh. And first of all, he's he saying slogan. this. He's, he's saying this story. And I'm like, I've heard this before. <laughs> I'm like, I think this was a TED Talk. Like, <laughs> he, listen, listen. I'm pretty sure he, like, works in politics now. I, was, I, I can see that. I yeah, respect it. Uh, like, some kind of political something. So, I mean, again, all power to him. Make the most out of your time, but it was it was a heist. I was, <laughs> I was taken over. You know, yeah. whatever. I don't care what happened after it's that. Fine. And then I left the club altogether because I was like, well, you don't want me. I don't want you. <laughs> I wanted you. I know you did. <laughs> okay, so 
You took all the, you took PR and all that stuff, and then you took a bunch of programs after that. Yes. Yeah. Um, just racking up that student loan. Oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Which one was your favorite? Do you think? Um. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think PR was my favorite because I had the most amazing classmates. Mm-hmm. Like. I wouldn't, I don't know. Like, I didn't have that the first time I tried to go to college. Yeah. And, like, I just, they're, we were so supportive of each other. Because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I have you have sp- to be. Public speaking is, like, a really big fear of mine. And, like, mm-hmm. everyone was just, like, so nice. And they're, Emphatic. like, you can do it. And, like, yeah. we're all, like, so supportive. We had, like, the funnest times, the most fun. And then also with the other two programs I took, COVID. Oh, yeah. so that's true. <laughs> so I think PR was my favorite in the sense of like just the confidence I gained. Yeah. Um, and the friendships I made. Yeah. Um, and then I took web and interactive advertising. Right. Which, which I also took, took. Yeah. Which is funny because that was like my three year plan. I was going to take the two year PR and mm-hmm. then the one year. And so it was great that you took it because I could text you and be like, how is it? Yeah. Guy, like, how is it? It was such a ride. <laughs> it was so hard to explain. The second program, it was it was like amazing and terrible. And it was like, I just coasted through the middle like I had really no thoughts through that whole year (laughs) like nothing up the the lights are on but no one's home like I was doing projects and I was doing them well but like I was never really invested in it Mm -hmm. so when I got that job straight out of that program doing what I was taught in that program I was still like I feel like I don't know anything still (laughs) like but anyway no that's fair it was it's such a different experience and like you've Mm -hmm. you've also been in both so like it was two different worlds yeah because one was so technical PR was so like about who you are and what you can do yeah but then the web and interactive advertising program that we're talking about it was very technical oh yeah you you learn how to build websites yes oh my gosh And, and some of that I was just like I feel like this is too math this is this feels like math it's not math but it feels like math right I'm not about equations I'm getting the same feeling in my brain when math comes into confusion through this but I did I also really like the teachers in that program I don't know if we had the same ones but um I do like St. Clair a lot I kind of always have but um so after that I started working and then I didn't enjoy what I was doing because it wasn't in my field and I was like oh there's a pandemic um (laughs) and then I got my little letter from student loans being like you have to start paying that soon and I was like absolutely not yeah and applied to another program (laughs) I'm just gonna buy myself more time literally buy myself literally buying myself more time putting it on a loan and then I did the human resource management so it kind of came full circle yeah which is super funny and I'm so glad I did not do that three-year program because it is yeah. so boring yeah I that's what I hear I, like I mean of <laughs> course like th- there's jobs of course but it's also like that's that's a little it, dull it's pretty good paying jobs but also like my friend was so right she's like you need something creative yeah <laughs> glad I took the advice yeah 100% so now you do I feel like all kinds of stuff I know you are currently unemployed yes I just quit my job with <laughs> Nothing lined up, which mm-hmm. is scary, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you're not happy, you got to do it. Because yeah, I, I feel like part of my problem is, like, I was so loyal, yeah. even though I was unhappy. It was, like, a comfortable unhappiness, yeah. as well as I was so loyal to the company that even when I would try to apply for other jobs, I wouldn't go full yeah. full into it. You wouldn't give like, it everything. Oh, like, I don't, I feel bad leaving. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it. Um, personally a lot because um, (laughs) we had very similar experiences in uh, those specific jobs and those positions the Mm -hmm. one that you just got out of and the one I got out of a couple years ago before this job which I've talked about a little bit but I uh, I'm not asking you to uh, confirm or deny but I had a terrible experience because of the environment like and back to the loyalty thing though it was like Every day was a different kind of vibe. It was all terrible, but they were terrible in different kinds of ways. So when it was like maybe a less severe kind of terrible day, I would say like, all right, this was a good day. It was still terrible, but at least I didn't get screamed at today. And then the next day I get screamed at and I'm like, this is a bad day. I'm quitting. And then the next day it's like, oh, no, this day is okay. So you end up just staying because, I mean, a part of it is loyalty, but part of it is also like almost like a hypnosis. It's like these these people in these places, they tear you down like they do. And you can tell when an organization wants to tear you down to build you to be exactly what they want and they don't want any other aspects of you as an individual person. Mm-hmm. They just want who they need as an employee. And that happened to me 
every single day for almost a year. And so when I finally left, it was so freeing. And I know that now that you're gone, I'm not going to say that was your experience, you know, because it's, you know, your own business. But um, <laughs> but the feeling of walking out of that environment can just be so freeing, whether or not you have something lined up or not. Of course, there's stress and anxiety, especially when we're still in a pandemic and shit yeah. like that. But um, no, kudos to you, man, because it, you're Thank right. You. If you're not happy, you got to get out or else you will be there. You will. You'll get stuck. You will. You will. I had a, a coworker who I'd left before she had was at that job. Her other job, she was there for 10 years. Oh, my. And she, it's not that she hated it. It's just, like, she stayed for the people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And eventually she realized all the people she was staying for had moved on. But because she was so comfortable and, yeah. you know. Would they have stayed for her? Like, exactly. That kind of stuff. So she was very, yeah. like, you need to, if you're not happy, like, just because you love your coworkers, like, you need to move on. Yeah. And I'm like, it's scary, but like, yeah. And yeah. like now I have um, something lined up. It's hey. just part time and it's like a three month internship, but it's paid. Hey. And it's in the music industry. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There you go. So like. See? Opens you up and you don't even realize it. But like that's, it's important. It's, it's necessary to grow to yeah. like leave where you're comfortable or where you like the people or something like that and it can be so hard to do but man especially when you're getting treated terribly the way you bond with cool. your coworkers and stuff oh my god like you have a loyalty to them like no other yeah so um obviously again you like the entertainment industry the music industry and you're working in it now in a way um why this as opposed to like anything else um it's kind of funny because i read like a tweet or something or saw a TikTok video and it was like almost like everything you liked when you were a teenager mm -hmm. that's like a core part of your personality and if you're not sure of like what you want to do like think back to like your hobbies and stuff you liked as a teenager and that's probably where you want to where you want to be Interesting. so me growing up I was obsessed with pop culture ever mm -hmm. since like I think I think it was the Jonas Brothers <laughs> that really did it for me yeah um and like Hannah Montana like I was 13 years old and I, <laughs> I was 13 years old and had google alerts <laughs> For Hannah Montana? For, for Miley Cyrus and the Jones. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I get it. I get it. If I knew how to set up a Google alert, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> why, why does a 13-year-old know how to do that? So, yeah. <laughs> so, I just, I've always loved, like, going to the movies. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's my happy place. Like, pulp culture. Love that. Ever since got, like, a J14 magazine in my hand. <laughs> I've just always wanted to be. I used to want to be an actress and singer. Mm -hmm. Still want to be a voice actor, oh, yeah. <laughs> as you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think I had, I'm still, like, very insecure. Oh, and sure. I don't want to be on the front line. I want to be behind because that's where the fun and cool stuff. Like, you can yeah. still be in that world. Oh, yeah, totally. And experience really cool things. Yeah. But, like, you don't have to put your face out there. Sure. And like, there's so many be... things to be proud of being involved in it without having to be the front man. Right? Like, right? I want to be, be famous, but, like, anonymously. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I always no. <laughs> say that if I could pick, like, if I could be in a band, like a world-famous band, I would want to be the drummer because fucking nobody knows the drummer, like, the face of the drummer. It would be cool to be part of something big. But I don't want to be known. <laughs> like, no, that's valid. You know, I mean, it's a little late for me. But <laughs> obviously, you're a star, baby. <laughs> you're doing amazing, sweaty. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> sweaty. Oh, my God. I love it. I, I have this thing where I find it so hilarious when people spell sweetie as sweaty. And, like, I've read so many tweets and, like, messages between people. They're like, oh, thanks, sweaty. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's one of my favorite things on the on the planet. I love it. I love the the tweet where it's like, uh, when you come back smelling like his colon. <laughs> it's supposed to be cool. <laughs> oh my god. Twitter is the best place in the world. And I know so many people fell off Twitter, but I love Twitter so much. I am so loyal to Twitter. I was addicted. Oh my I, god, I'm still addicted. I joined Twitter because Miley joined Twitter. Oh my god, like, look at that. I joined Twitter in like 2009 before it was cool. And like, you were a bird if you were on Twitter. And I'm like, that's so funny because it's a bird. Yeah, icon. it's literally You're a bird, hilarious. Yeah. So funny. It was, yeah, so I've just, to back it up, I've just always been into celebrity and pop culture. Yeah. And, everything like that so, so do you remember like the first big <laughs> pop culture moment where you were like oh my god I'm part of this or something like that or, like <laughs> apart from the Jonas Brothers coming around and us finding out that Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana oh my god um <laughs> I, I mean I know the the Britney Spears shaving her head was like a really mm -hmm. a really big one but I think <laughs> I think for me 
But that was nothing for me. That was nothing compared to what I went through. Uh, the, uh, the, The Miley Cyrus... Nick Jonas, Selena Gomez, Love Triangle. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the Twitter drama. <laughs> you were invested, <laughs> huh? The were fans. you tweeting to them? What was okay, happening? So, like, I've never been the type of person where I will, like, comment on a celebrity being like, you're so dumb, I hate you. Because, sure. like, one, why would I do that? Yeah, so wait, yeah, who were you upset at in this Love Triangle? <laughs> so who wronged you? <laughs> Selena Gomez. Okay. But really, it should have been Nicholas. I don't remember what happened. So what okay, happened? Okay, here we go. <laughs> I forget the year. So, <laughs> do you want me to look it up? Hold on. Please Hold on. You know what's so funny is right when you were getting in my car, I was watching um, <laughs> Selena Gomez hosted SNL yeah. and Miley Cyrus performed and she was like, oh, so here's my best friend Miley Cyrus. But she's so monotone, you know, that right. I was like, oh, does she hate is her? Is that a joke? Miley, Selena, Nick. You're going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's the tea. A timeline of, oh, there's an ad. Hold on. <laughs> it wants to know what year I was born. What? 1997. Okay. Are you on J14? I am. <laughs> How did you know that? Because sometimes I still go on there. A timeline of Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez's <laughs> heated feud. This is from 2019, so they don't know about the SNL thing that just happened this weekend. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like it, it was definitely like made up by the media. Oh, it's very PR. Yeah, it was very but PR. Yeah. I don't know when it. You find out when it started. It but start, basically, okay, so Miley and Nick dated yes. for two years from 2006 to 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then it says Selena was convinced she and Nick would get married. She said so in a 2011 interview. So I guess they were dating. Yes. Um. And then Miley and Mandy made fun of some of Selena and Demi's YouTube videos. Yes. Oh my I do God. remember this. I remember this. And then in 2010, Miley and Justin Bieber got pretty close during a performance um, at Madison Square Garden. I'm looking at the picture. Beautiful. And then Justin and Selena started dating shortly after that. Okay. So it's it doesn't really specify the Nick... Okay, but anyway, so this started for you in 2006 to 2008. Yeah, like, okay. it started young. I- <laughs> Tell me about it, girl. Um, yeah, so basically just, like, like Miley and Nick were dating, and then, like, all of a sudden they weren't, and Selena, and, like, the fans had to pick. Sure. And, like, obviously I was team Miley. Couldn't tell you why. <laughs> you're all about loyalty I was not in that relationship but like I had already been so invested in Hannah Montana that sure. Miley had my loyalty sure uh, <laughs> so that was a really big thing uh-huh. and then oh my god um <laughs> it's all Disney Channel stuff. I can I see I'm telling that I, I can tell um I was very big into Disney still am <laughs> There was, so Demi and Selena were best friends since they met on, like, Barney. Mm-hmm. And then, I forget what year, you can Google it if you must, but Selena and Taylor Swift started hanging out and okay. being really close. And there was this video, and it lives rent-free in my mind, and it was my Twitter thing for a while. So Demi is signing autographs in, like, I don't know, London or something, <laughs> and, a, and a fan is like, Demi, Demi, um, how's Selena? And Demi goes, ask Taylor. <laughs> And I was like, oh, the tea, the shade. Oh, my God. And that was a really big moment on, okay. on Stan Twitter as well. And then my <laughs> – oh, I'm getting – it's all coming back to me. I know. You're getting very invested. I'm getting – and then, like, my my Twitter location was Ask Taylor. For oh, my like, God. Like, a solid solid year. Not that I even, like, hated Taylor Swift sure, or anything. Sure. Like, it was – I was like, that is good. That is some good shade, yeah. Debbie. <laughs> I couldn't even, like, I don't remember this. I was, see, I think I was, I'm slightly younger than you, so I think yeah. I was too young when I was watching Hannah Montana to even know that Miley Cyrus was dating anybody. Well, I had the Google alert. I know, so. you knew. No. You very much knew. I didn't know how to do that. If I did, I would have, I'm sure, been just as invested, but... Yeah, not not at the moment. <laughs> not at that moment. I can't remember my first one. I remember... No, I was going to say even, like, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth together, but that was, like, later on, and that honestly just wrapped up not that long ago, so. (laughs) Um, No, you know what? A big moment that I remember being on Twitter and being excited to be on Twitter was when Miley, it's always about Miley. It's always all about Miley. I'm still all about Miley. I love that woman to death. I love every part of her life that she's been through. (laughs) When she and Robin Thicke were dancing on stage and she had the foam finger and and the wrecking ball video and that kind of stuff, I remember 
I would have been in high school, like very early high school when that happened. And I remember that was when I joined Twitter. I was so happy to be there. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. And that was probably the, like one of the first ones that I remember um, affecting me. <laughs> Okay, okay, so something else apart from pop culture that you love, which this is kind of related, you have a real love and appreciation for, like, influencer and influ- influencer culture. Like, I'm putting this in a way that you wouldn't, but I feel like I do see you sharing a lot of influencer things, and, like, um, I guess my question is, like, what what attracts you so much about, like, influencer marketing? Yeah, so um, I feel like there's, there's a, a little bit of a difference between, like, influencer and, like, content creator, mm-hmm. but I, I absolutely love both. Um, so, like, going with the pop culture and, like, I was on YouTube in 2006 <laughs> when it first came out watching, like, the OGs. So, yeah. like, um, I just find influencers and, like, content creators the way that the world has changed because of the internet is just wild. Yeah. Um, so, like, anyone can be famous and, like, anyone can be making millions of dollars for just being themselves. Yeah. And I think, like, as millennials, kind of like what you talked about in your last podcast, we were kind of sold this this life, this dream. Like, yeah. you go to school, you get good grades, you, you get a good job because you went to college yeah. and then you get married and you have kids and then that's your life. Like, that's not how it is anymore. Sure. Um, And that was kind of, like, slowly dissolving even as I was, like, kind of growing up, mm-hmm. um, like, kind of finishing high school. This idea of, like, monetizing by just being yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me because, yeah. like, I, I didn't want to get married. I don't want kids. That's not the life I ever wanted. Sure. Um, so, like, you're, you're told you have to pick a career. Like, this is how life works. Yeah. And then because of the internet, you can you can make money doing anything. Mm-hmm. You can make money doing anything. You can create a job and a career for yourself. And I think that is fascinating because, mm-hmm. like I said, I've been watching YouTube since 2006 where people were just doing it for fun. Yeah. And you gain followers and you kind of gain this community. Mm-hmm. And, like... Then AdSense comes into it, and then, like, brands started catching on and sending them free stuff, and now, like, you yeah. go on brand trips, and, like, that's, it's wild. And, like, I think on top of that, you don't have to look like a Kardashian to be famous anymore. And that's no disrespect to the Kardashians, sure. because yeah. I love the Kardashians. But, like, they, but, like, for so long, people are like, that's the standard, exactly. and now it's like, no, it's not. Like, exactly. people be- can become influencers off, like, so many different aspects of their life, and it doesn't have to be purely this, like, physical thing. Exactly. It, I mean, it helps. It, it absolutely helps. Yeah. But, like, you don't have to be, like, a size zero anymore to be famous. Like, mm-hmm. you can – anyone can do it. Sure. Literally anyone can do it. And you you can just be yourself. You get money just <laughs> by people liking you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all want to be liked. That, yeah. Right? And I feel like people make fun of people trying to do the influencer thing. Like, you have to start. Like, you can't just sure. wake up with a million followers. You have to start. And I feel like people – will make fun of people in the community who are trying to do it. And mm-hmm. I, I hate that. Because, mm-hmm. like, one, don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> don't me, be a hater. Don't Come be on. Mean. Like, That's, like, OG Twitter rules. Don't be a hater. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> me going on, like, Instagram and doing my morning routine doesn't affect you in any way. And, yeah. two... I feel like a lot of people don't realize, like, you're creating a brand for yourself. Yeah. And that's not only whether you want to be an influencer or content creator, that's going to help you with your career. Sure. Especially if you want to do something in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. um, or like work with really cool companies because it's not, again, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I've read job descriptions Mm -hmm. uh, for like, I don't know, companies in the music industry. And one of the requirements is like, you need to have like a black book and a really big network of like influencers. Yeah. And how are you going to create that network if you're not creating the content? Sure. And trying to become one person. Or interacting with them, yeah. Like, it helps. I feel like people don't realize it helps you so much with your career, if that's the direction you want to go. Sure. Like, some people don't want it. They don't want to be online. That's totally fine. But, like, it can help so much. Okay. (laughs) No, that's – I get that. So I do have to say on the flip side of that, though, Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of conversations with people about this. And um, something that I can – respect but also i think it it takes away so much like of the value of humanity is which sounds really dramatic but (laughs) um um, the idea when people start sacrificing parts of themselves for content and such or like they're no longer they don't feel comfortable straying outside of the brand that they have created 
in their regular life. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, some people are able to turn it on and turn it off. But I think for a lot of people who are trying to get started and trying to figure out how to navigate this like new landscape of of the Internet, essentially, it can be really intimidating to be like, like even I find it sometimes and I don't I have like 2,000 followers but like I will be like walking around you know like the radio host the this the that and then like one day I'll just be like I don't feel like any of that today like I and does that mean like I'm not being myself does it mean that I'm depressed like what does it mean it can be hard I'm guessing when you're inside of it and yeah these people who have built these major brands part of me like feels bad for them because I'm I, I always like have to wonder like how much of yourself are you sacrificing mm-hmm. if you, it is something where you're really able to turn it on and off then that honestly sounds kind of healthy like you're compartmentalizing but I've always kind of been curious about it and also a little bit afraid of it <laughs> and I've that's never fair. you know like we all get the messages on Instagram that's like hey love your account would love like if you bought some jewelry and could blah 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 and I remember at one point before it was like a scam, mm-hmm. like really thinking like, wow, I could do this. And then I was like, no, because I don't like this jewelry. Like I'm not going <laughs> to sell parts of myself. Like, you know, I'm not going to sell my opinion. I am a stamp of approval whore, as I have said many times. But I mean, again, I'm not ever talking about stuff that I genuinely like don't like or haven't tried. Yeah. It's always stuff that I do like and I have tried. And it's that way across everything. But um, I imagine it, it can get really complicated, but I'm not in that world really. So what can I say? No, that's, um, a, that's a really, really fair point because if you create this brand for yourself and then somebody meets you and you're not acting that way, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're fake. But it's like, yeah. I feel if you're creating a brand based on your values and who you are as a person sure, yeah. then you're gonna find your audience and like yeah. there are people out there who will just like do the the influencer thing just to get free products or get money which like whatever that's yeah you do you like yeah if, but I feel like if you're creating an actual community and being a content creator there's like that little bit of a difference and no hate to either one like I respect it either way sure but if you're like you said like about like selling yourself out or something like mm-hmm. I feel like people can tell, like, if you're saying yes to everything, people are going to get tired of it. But if you're like, "Mm, I've heard of, um, I forget who it was, but an influencer turned down, like, a $2 million deal Mm. because she was like, I I don't like the brand. Like, I'm not going to do that. So there's, like, two two sides to it. Yeah, you just have to hope that people, like, yeah, do stick to their values. One thing that I really genuinely don't like, and I don't don't (laughs) like it, I'm sorry, I can't, is when people create family kind of like blogs Mm. or family whatever and I just don't like when there's kids involved I really don't I remember specifically learning about advertising in Canada and about how you have to be very very particular when you're advertising to children and I think that there needs to be such strong rules on like how or better regulation on getting kids involved in the marketing like like do you know what I mean like like these influencers who have like family channels yeah yeah I don't like that and then they have new babies and like all these people now are invested and it's like something that I love about Jay-Z and Beyonce besides everything is that (laughs) (laughs) I was like where are we going (laughs) something that I love about them is how private they are with their life of course people still find them but they go out of their way and do so much to not have their kids be the face of everything like of course now Blue Ivy is out here winning Oscars and shit or Grammys but like (laughs) I don't know. There's just there's there's a level of like silent confidence and being able able to say you'll see my kids when you see them. Yeah. You're not going to see them willy nilly. Like you're not going to see them left and right because they're kids. Yeah. And um, no, I, I think about that a lot. Um, no, I I get that. And I family channels kind of gross me out. I once made a joke um, in Walmart. So my my sister, she's eight. Yeah, because we're 20 years apart. Um, uh, your sister's how many years older than you? Like, like I'm 20 years older than her. Oh, what? So, yeah, I have four sisters now. What? <laughs> I didn't. I only know, know of your older sister. Yeah, so there's... What? Uh, yeah. There, okay, family tree breakdown. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get into your family. I didn't think it was interesting. It's okay. not. Uh, <laughs> well, no. It sounds freaking insane. I, Go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot. Just like a quick, quick breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I so um, with my dad, uh, all my siblings are half. So sure. my dad, we have Alicia, who you know, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and then our younger sister Brianna, mm-hmm. and then we have a stepsister. So my dad's dating her mom. So okay. there's like us, 
So that's already four. You got four. Four, four. girls. Okay. And my poor father. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad's the same way. He's got four daughters and all sisters. And then my mother got married and they had a daughter. And she's my... the eight-year-old? Uh... Yeah, she's she's okay. eight now. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So we're 20 years apart. Wow. Yeah. And I was like the only child on my mother's side for so long. So it was weird when she came along. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So you have this eight-year-old sister. You're and... in Walmart. <laughs> Yes, back to the actual story. Um, so she really likes YouTube as well. Like all yeah. the kids, like there are kids making so much more money. Than Don't me. even get me fucking started, dude. My I... niece and nephew are so obsessed with YouTube, and my my niece has told me on multiple occasions that her dream is to be a YouTuber. Yes. And I'm like, you Same. know what? I understand it. I understand it. Like why you're saying that because that's what you're being exposed to all the time. But can we like, you know? But it, that's what I mean. Uh, it's changing. It's so, so cool, crazy. but it's so wild. It's crazy. I so yeah, seven, eight year old sister loves loves YouTube. Um, <laughs> and she started doing this thing where she projects when she talks. <laughs> what? <laughs> she'll be coloring a picture with my mom. Okay. And she'll be like, I'm using the blue crayon. <laughs> showmanship like, about her yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah exactly she has her own like youtube channel going on yeah I, you know what i i do respect that because it's like hey you know that you can create content so you create content like good for you it's the, it's the same lesson you would get for anything oh you want to be an engineer as a kid we'll start building stuff like right? like it's this i understand it and, I, and it's <laughs> funny and you know my niece and nephew do the same thing my Nie- my nephew has made vlogs or whatever of him playing video games and my niece is full-blown like so integrated into this like she she's got such like a <laughs> like a theatrical like I don't know the word for it exactly like dramatic kind of like animated yeah, yeah yeah like she's just like such a like since she was a baby she was like watch me model like oh like God, she's just something that's I'm like oh you are going to be something she has got a strong personality for sure so does mine they all do all kids do but I love sometimes that. I'm just like around her and I'm like oh my god you were such like a <laughs> turn it off oh like, my god <laughs> yeah like oh my gosh I mean side note I'm gonna cut this out but yesterday I was watching them and no I'll keep this in actually <laughs> yesterday I was watching my niece and nephew and her brother was out at the park which is like a block away um and she was at her friend's house which is also like a block away so I walked over I took my dog and I walked over to the park where I knew my nephew was to tell him like hey you got to come back soon because your mom's gonna come pick you up and then I walked home and when I got home she was already back from her friends her her friend and her mom had walked her back to our house but I wasn't there nobody was there and as I'm walking up to the house I see that she's already there and she's waving out the window and I walk in and she turns on these tears literally I watched her turn them on because if she was crying for as long as she claimed she was she would have been puffy eyed and like 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 obviously worked up but she wasn't she I was watching her wave at me smiling and as I walked in the house she was like (laughs) I was just so scared and oh Oh my god and she was like almost like kinsley why are you trying to make me feel bad right now oh my god i was like i'm so sorry i left you i i wasn't here for you i was down the street checking on your brother <laughs> the dog wasn't here what do you think happened but i was like you know what no she's seven she or eight however old she is she just didn't know it's fine but i was like and then my sister came to pick her up i'm like oh just so you know i apparently traumatized your child because i left her home alone and i'm such a bad aunt but i was like just so you know, Kinsley, when I was your age, I was home alone for hours. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between you and me. Oh, oh my God, I felt so I bad, felt but I was like, like <laughs> oh my God, the way that she was like, I watched her literally turn on the drama. I was like, oh my God, you are a freaking character. That's so funny. Oh, so yeah, that's my niece. I don't even know what we were saying. Um, oh, we were talking about your uh, sister's YouTube uh, oh, and yeah. kind of theatrics and such. Yeah, her yeah. theatrics. And we were in Walmart, and we were talking, I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about YouTube and, like, kids or something, and I was with my mom. And I had said out loud, I'm not above exploiting her for money. (laughs) I say that about everybody. Don't worry. I I was, like, half joking, but this woman heard me. (laughs) And gave me the dirtiest look. Oh, my God. She was like, "Mm mm-mm. No. No. Tell me something. So I get it. Family channel is not the vibe. No, and that's (laughs) fine. Oh my god, that's amazing. Okay, we're gonna move on to another question. Okay. Um, so we're gonna talk about you a little bit. So as I said, <laughs> you really kind of gave me a kick in the butt without giving me a kick in the butt to get this podcast going. I feel like you are a very motivational person. Like like you are a good person to get a pep talk from. Do you know what I mean? So you're very positive and you're supportive of other people. And I'm like kind of wondering where did that come from? I 
it's so funny because like how I view myself and how other people view me I feel like is so different because I and I feel like that's normal for everyone but like I feel like it's so literally night and day because people (laughs) will be like you're so positive or like Mm -hmm. blah 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 and like you're you're like sunshine and I'm like no I'm like a thunderstorm like I'm so depressed like (laughs) what do you mean like I'm the most negative person yeah but I I think it comes from the fact that like not that I was severely bullied growing up or anything like that but like I was just always a little different yeah um because like like I said I was obsessed with like the pop culture stuff and like everyone around me really wasn't Mm -hmm. and then like doing YouTube or doing influencer or starting a podcast like starting something like you need somebody in your corner mm-hmm. and I just a lot of people don't like they don't maybe have a good family who supports them on or anything so I don't know I just love seeing people succeed sure and like at one point I was like convinced I was going to be like a high school guidance counselor mm-hmm. because I was like I could so see that that's <laughs> thank you so much I could so see it because <laughs> like that's where it starts like you're insecure and you're even you don't feel comfortable but sure. like you need somebody there to be yeah. like well, what do you want to do yeah how can I help you what and that's you happy yeah. that's what I love like I love I feel like I give really great advice you do and I love giving advice and I just I love kind of helping elevate other people and you do it and yeah. I don't really know exactly where it comes from I just I think I like seeing them reach their goals and follow their dreams yeah and I like selfishly to be a part of that I guess it's a little it's bit not selfish, selfish but... though no because you're offering people like like real as much as you might not like see it like it's like real help like I don't know if I'm like in a room full of people and I'm like nervous I could be like okay I'm gonna go find Chelsea and like just like get a little pep talk like, like do you know what I mean like I like I can do this I can do this like and that's <laughs> but that's seriously like there's been so many times where you and I have had a conversation and I'm like remember this when you go forward with things like uh, probably honestly since I met you it's been like this and Aww. I no, I, I think that you're an awesome person and I'm so glad that you're you. you know we're in this field I guess like yeah. and, and it just makes sense for you and uh, yeah I could also very much see you being a guidance counselor <laughs> Like so much. Either PR in the entertainment yeah. or a high school guidance counselor. You can do it all. Do Why it all? I know. And <laughs> I feel like you're – we've talked about this, but we haven't really talked about this. But I feel like you are very big on, like, female empowerment. Yes. And you always have been. I love women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. We all do. <laughs> but, like – I feel like you you make a real difference like with your female friends and and, and yeah you're a real like champion for like female I, and I like I, that I just I think female and like not f- female but like women <laughs> you know like yes girl identifying uh, people are I just that girl friendship that girlhood is so important yes and I think literally from almost the beginning between like what you see in the media and like the shows you're watching like you're almost programmed that everything is a competition oh my god and it's it's not like (sighs) and like sometimes I can see I used to be like not really jealous because I was always happy for somebody but I was be like oh why can't that happen to me well one I'm not putting in the work okay so (laughs) that's why it's not happening for me but like if if you see other people doing things that doesn't mean you can't do it either it doesn't take away from what you're doing exactly and it's literal proof that you can do it too yeah so I just I think there was a quote I think it's from like sex in the city or something Mm -hmm. and it says something like maybe your your soulmate isn't like a man maybe it's like your friendships or whatever and I I heard that quote and I was like that's it that's Sex pull it up pull it up soulmate. no because I've said this whole this my whole life I've said this on the podcast and I've said this to my friends my friends and and some of the people that I meet the friendships that I build they are my soulmates like these yes. these people it doesn't have to be romantic don't laugh at me but maybe we could be each other's soulmates Charlotte says this then we could let men be these great nice guys to have fun with yeah yeah that quote hit like kind of resonated with me too and um no you're right you're so freaking right it's so important to have female friendships and I even took a class on this when I was in university gal pals <laughs> it's one class I did good in and, and, and no female empowerment is so incredibly important and no you're a real champion for that and and you're very shameless about that and I love that thank you and you, you you're doing good and uh, yeah I'm very happy to know you I'm very happy that we've crossed paths oh. in our life um me too honestly when I saw you doing your thing I was like I want to be her friend but I'm not cool enough <laughs> what are you kidding me Oh my gosh. Um, and again, I am so incredibly grateful that you had the time today to help me out because this is a major help and I really appreciate it. Because this was, and I'm not calling this a filler episode because it's absolutely not a filler episode. But I love being a last resort. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my God, because I'm re- 
reaching out to you and I'm just like oh my god I really hope she doesn't think that she's like a second thought to me it was just the one I had lined up got messed up and I was so upset and you really swooped into my time of need and truly I appreciate it so much you are never a second option to me it was always planned that you would be on the podcast because you freaking helped me get here so don't worry about that you will be back and we will talk about the all the stuff that we didn't get to like the college stuff your family oh my god (laughs) we're gonna talk about all of that but thank you so much again for taking the time today I love you oh I love you too and I'm so I just want to say I'm so proud of you no I'm so happy you did it stop it I'll cry in the studio right now we're both crying we'll save that for the next episode (laughs) we'll cry big time (laughs) if you stuck around to the end thank you as always I stupidly did not give the girl who does marketing and PR and such a uh a chance to plug herself and her social media so if you would like to see uh, what Chelsea's all about how wonderful she is the kind of work that she does go check her out on Instagram her Instagram handle is at xcv which is x-c-e-e-v-e-e but I will link it in the bio of this uh, of this episode but yeah go check out Chelsea she's amazing as you heard and also I will see you in two weeks two Thursdays from today which is Oh my gosh, it's the first week of June. June 2nd. Help me, hold me, baby